Welcome to ChirpCast, encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Today, we're going to do a very special Valentine edition, and I have my honey here sitting with me. Hi. And we're going to do something that scares him to death, and that is off the cuff. No rehearsal, no questions. He knows nothing about what I'm going to talk about or ask him other than Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm the producer, so I will be able to edit myself out where I don't like my answers. <laughs> no, that's not how it's going to work. We're not even going to edit this one. We're just going to like flow with it. No? Uh, <laughs> see, I'm the um taker outer, so that's a long edit right there. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions first, and I want you to say if this is you or me, okay? All right. The better driver. Me. <laughs> yeah, right. How many tickets have you had? I don't know. Two? I'm a professional Class A license holder, so <laughs> uh, that's by default. I, w- I win. Okay. I've only had one ticket ever. Ever. I'm a really good driver. But yet I drive 80% of the time, so if you go by proportion and by percentage... <laughs> okay, yeah. smarty pants, smarty pants. Next question. Yeah, Fine. I'll give you that one. Uh-huh. Um, better gift giver. Okay, so this is hard because I think I listen all the time for gift ideas and then I execute on those plans. But yet when it comes to actual execution, like the actual wrapping paper and bag. So and presentation, I would win. Yeah, hands down. I, I'll give it to you in an Amazon bag. I don't care. <laughs> You know, but the thing is, is I'm creative. Like you say something like a month ago and I remember and I research it to get you the best one. It, True. it takes me about a good hour before I actually pull the trigger and get you something. So it, it's wait, not wait, just something that could also just be the Armenian in you that doesn't want to spend any money. Well, yeah, of course. Whatever's on sale. <laughs> yes. Amazon Prime special. That's what I'm going to get. Yeah. And if I get and if I get a two for one, then my mother-in-law might get the other one or my oh. mom or my sister or something like that. So Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Great. Wow. It works well. It works okay, well. so how about who is the most spontaneous? You. For sure. You're you're the you're the gypsy and I'm the rooted one. That is for sure the <laughs> dynamic of our relationship. Yeah, so. I've definitely joked and I'm pretty sure I have another podcast episode and it's uh, I think it's called Roots and Wings. Yeah. And we've always joked that you give me roots and I give you wings. We balance each other up. In yes, that. Red Bull, you give me wings. <laughs> ah, okay, so what is the most memorable date? And I want you to like go way back. You no, no, can no, think I... about all of them, unless you have one that's like right on the tip of your tongue. Well, whenever I think of date, I think of us dating when we were, you know, boyfriend girlfriend, and having to live under the strict and rigid rules of your parents and <laughs> so back in the day we had a pager and for those young chirp cast listeners don't know what a pager is it's when uh, they would just give you a phone number on your device and so we kind of learned that if and they don't have this number so it doesn't matter anymore but eight four six three two seven one nine one one meant you better call within five minutes or show up at the front door in five minutes or your privileges of dating our daughter is going to be revoked. And so we were watching a movie and I don't know if I don't know if the movie went longer or whatever, but and I don't remember the movie, but 
we got one of those texts. And so we rushed to get back home. And in the middle of rushing, uh, someone pulled out in front of us and we went off road in my 56 Chevy pickup into an orchard and almost got in an accident because we were rushing to meet a deadline from your parents to get back. And so that was a pretty memorable date. Those- <laughs> that was memorable because I, I remember it honestly like it was yesterday. I remember thinking, this is how we're going to die. This yeah. is it. Like. Jesus, here we come. Yeah, but me and my uh, inner Jeff Gordon got us out of the situation. So, so this okay. is goes right back, circle back to the better driver yeah. question. You're alive. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> True. <laughs> if it was you, we'd you know be talking to Jesus right now probably. We would have been gone a long time ago yeah. if it was me. And your mom and dad would have been mourning the, mourning the death of their, their uh, favorite son and daughter. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, I said it out loud. Hi. Okay, so for me, the most memorable date was the cotton gin. Do you remember that? Which one? The one at late night that no one's supposed to know about? Or <laughs> no? Or why are you turning red? The night that we drove Your out and sat on the hood of the car. Truck. Yes. Oh, okay. Was it the truck? Yeah. We had the truck. Okay. Yeah. So we sat on the hood of the truck and we were looking at the stars. And it was really cool because it was like pitch black out there mm-hmm. because they didn't have any lights on out at the cotton gin. But we didn't just go to the cotton gin to just go to the cotton gin. And no, we didn't do anything crazy. I was just playing around. But the but I was actually working because I was having to tie down cotton for my grandfather's truck because he was in cotton season. And so, you know, we would tie down the cotton and then we had time to kill, I guess. So we just laid out there and looked at the stars. So that was really cool. I remember that. I liked, I thought that was a really memorable thing because it wasn't something that we did very often at all, but it was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. So also on the same topic with Valentine's Day, um, (laughs) what what are you making faces for? I wish you guys could see his faces. He makes faces at me when we talk. Okay, so we have a friend and the wife of this couple uh, does not like Valentine's Day because she says it's too commercialized. And I have to agree with her. That it's commercialized? Yeah, that it's all about what you can buy, what you can purchase, and bigger the better. And I feel like Valentine's Day should be a 365-day event where you're always giving love back So I forth. should get gifts 365 days a year? Okay, Is that one, what you're saying? One day's good. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, poor Brian, he's kind of got the double whammy because... My birthday is the 13th, so it's the day before Valentine's Day, and only once in about, what, 20, the 23 years that we've been together, almost 24 years, Mm -hmm. only one time have you ever purchased one gift and told me it was for both days? Yeah, because my life was threatened, and I said I'd never do it again. (laughs) That's true. I did tell him that. I said, I well, no, I did not. I didn't tell him I was going to murder him, but I did tell him that <clears throat> that it was not okay. I thought we were supposed to tell the truth, nothing but the truth, on your church cast. Hi. Okay, the biggest complaint that I hear is that men don't get things for Valentine's Day, right? Like, oftentimes, and, and I'm not saying you complain about this, but in general, I have heard... Men typically are the ones who kind of get the short end of the stick on Valentine's Day. They're expected to shell out for dinner. They're expected to pick out the perfect card. They're expected to buy the the fancy chocolate, the roses, all this kind of stuff. Oh, wait. We're still supposed to be doing that? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yes. Well, okay. So you want to talk about what kind of amazing gifts we buy each other now after all these years? 
Well, I don't, yeah, we're practical. I, and I'm okay with that because if there's a need that Amy sees that I have and she can meet it with a gift, then sure. I mean, but gift is not my love language. It really is not. I, I rather have words of affirmation or something like that. Um, and, but you know, yours is gifts a little bit. I think it's higher than mine at least. And so, yeah, if I see that you have a practical need and I have a opportunity to meet that need, yeah, I'm going to do it. I mean, I buy you stuff all the time, but you know, for Valentine's day, like what we're talking on right now is a new podcast setup with a mic stand and all that with pop filters and all kinds of technical stuff, but hopefully it makes it sound better. And, and it makes me feel like really professional. Yeah, like just, it's an actual thing. Just wait till the not big just old, a hobby. Yeah, just wait till the big old LED lighting comes in and I have you know surround surround cameras Some, on you. Someday and, I'll have a studio. Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, and then you're gonna well you have the birdhouse up there, and then what we'll, we'll do is we'll get you nice you know headphones and you know wow headphones live. and everything. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So what surprises you after twenty years of marriage? What is something that still surprises you about us? The newness. I mean, we, I mean, for all rights and purposes, we've probably mm-hmm. beat most statistics as far as married in our generation. Well, especially right out of high school. Well, yeah. Being and, the only one that we've ever dated. Yeah. And I mean, the, the idea is this, that we keep it fresh. I mean, we constantly flirt with each other, which, you know, I may be dull at sometimes and you're a little more creative, <laughs> but sometimes I come across flirtatious, I think. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know, we, we keep it real, and but at the same time, we keep it fresh. You know, we, we don't like monotony, and, you know, even though life is monotonous as it is, we try to spice it up with flavor. And, and just... boy, considering last year, we had to really work at it with, I think, COVID and quarantine, and, and we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. I mean, life didn't change like drastically crazy for us necessarily. You were still farming. You still have to go out and work and, you know, do the stuff you were doing. But Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, after 20 years, what surprises me is sometimes it's just the little things like a certain way that you'll smile. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's the cute smile. And then when you say that, I run away because (laughs) I feel like my cheeks are going to get pinched or something next. (laughs) I am not your grandma. I'm not going to do that to you. But it's just the little things, the reminders after all these years. Mm -hmm. You know, we see a lot of couples that um, you have ups and downs and you go through dry spells with each other and and frustrations and life in general kind of, you know, sneaks up behind you and gets you. But I think for us, what we have done is we have always turned back to each other. Yeah, I mean, we've not had a perfect marriage. Yes, um, we have. I uh, know. <laughs> and we've, you know, we've hurt each other and we've loved each other. We were there for each other at some of our darkest moments, some of our bleakest moments. Um, you know, one of your last chirp casts about dealing with depression and, you know, when I was listening to it and editing it, you know, it was a reminder of how much we've gone through. And then when I've had my bouts of depression and things, you know, you were there for me. And so, you know, being a team is really important. And I think there's so much just raw trust between us that we love each other and we're going to try to keep it fresh. And, 
you know, I think that get, gaining our strength from the Lord, getting our love from the Lord is really important. The Lord's love for us is fresh every morning. It's yeah. like a, a nice hot pastry. pastry. You know, it's... Uh, it's brand it, new. Yeah. And so using the love that God gives us, we give to each other. And I think that's just really important. I think it's... Love becomes stale because you almost choose for it to be stale. Right. And, you know, they always say the grass is greener wherever you water it. And... Yep. You know, as long as we are making efforts to try to love each other and, you know, I've always said in marriage counseling with others and stuff like that is that, you know, instead of being each other's enemies, it's good to be each other's allies. And, you know, admittedly, there's been many times where that hasn't been the case, but we try and yeah. we're human and we mess up. But, you know, Valentine's Day to me is just a reminder. It's a milestone every year, <laughs> the day after your birthday. That we are in it together and we are a team. And yeah. so I think that's even where my practical gifts come in because we're such a team that if it helps you or benefits you, it's benefiting me. And so it's not selfish, but it's really bettering us. Yeah. The the package that we are together. You right. Know, you're bite size and I'm, you know, <laughs> full size, but hey, it's okay. I prefer fun size. Thank you very much. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Okay, so what advice would you have for other couples that are starting out? Starting out? Mm -hmm. Man, that's such a loaded question. First and foremost, making sure that a relationship, a Christian relationship, it consists of three people. Um, it's each other and God. Yeah. And, you know, the nice thing about this and takes a lot of pressure off is that we follow not our own selfish rule books, but we follow the Bible and the Bible clears a path for us in everything. You yeah. know, if any we have, question that yeah. we have, we can always go directly to the book and we can look at the Bible and we can measure how to deal with circumstances and situations based upon the truth that's there for us. Yeah. I mean, the Bible obviously doesn't tell us buy a Chevy or buy a Ford, right? But what it does <laughs> do is, hey, are you being a good steward of your money? Are you doing this? Are you disciplined yeah. in this? Are you, is this a an impulse buy? Is this self-control? You know, all these different things. Yeah. And so the Bible guides and it guides right. in a way that in a relationship is needed. I mean, for you and yeah. me, we were... You know, 15 and 16, when we started dating, we were immature. We thought we weren't, but we were. <laughs> Typical teenagers. Yeah, sure. And, you know, and, we and were there putting... was just blind love there. Yeah. and But see, there was also a need for love there. And this is not a disrespectful comment towards any of our parents or our family or anything. But I played a, such a role in my family, uh, you know, a responsible role. And you did too. And that it was nice to kind of let the responsible role go down to be each other's boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. You know, and that kind of was a, a game leveler for me. Um, I was heavily involved in ministry already and um, heavily involved in the family farm. And so it was nice to have something that was for us and yeah. for me. I mean, uh, if I'm looking at it from that point of view, for me, I wanted to feel like a normal teenager <laughs> and with a girlfriend that was hot. Hi. And so... Yeah, no, I look back at those pictures. Hot was not a word you would use for me. Yeah, hot I was... mess. <laughs> wow, I walked right into that one. Yeah, you did. Hot mess, yes. That would probably be definitely no, that. But it, I was too. Be... I mean, I no one guided me on what to wear. So I wore jeans that were probably four inches too short and, you know, <laughs> all these kinds of great things. And I that really horrible haircut. Leave my what, hair alone. What the heck? 
Okay. Do you uh, want to talk about how we met? Or where we met? Where we met? Yeah. Where were you standing when I first saw you? We were in high school. Okay. And that's where we were. All right. That's yeah. enough about that subject. Okay. Okay. So the very last... Is this going to get edited out? That part will get edited out probably? No, it probably won't. Oh, this is going to be raw. Oh, it's raw. All right. I mean, if we're going to talk about horrible haircuts and jeans that are too short, then it's all open for debate. All right. Okay, so the last thing that I have is there's a scripture that since you were talking about the Bible and then you totally went rabbit trail on me. So there's a scripture in 1 Peter and it's chapter 4, verse 8, and it says, Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. I could not agree more with a scripture. You know, a lot of people when they get married, and we did the same thing. What's the scripture that we read at our wedding? Do you remember? First Corinthians chapter 13. Yep. And a lot of couples read that scripture because it sounds very, I don't know, lack of a better word, romantic. But... I like First Peter because I feel like this is something that going into marriage, going into a lifelong commitment with each other that we have done into this covenant that the Bible's literally telling us, love each other deeply because basically that's what's going to save you. You know, during the hard times, the rough times, the mountaintop experiences, love is what is going to hold us together. And you made this comment today at church is you said that love is glue. Yeah. That's what holds us together. That's what holds everything together. God's love holds us together. And just like we love and he loves us, we should love each other that strongly as well. Whenever I read scriptures like this, I, I like what it doesn't say also. Love covers a possibility of sins? No. Yeah, it's it covers multi- some. <laughs> it means there's going to be mistakes along the way. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean that we jump into those mistakes, you know, willingly or anything like that. But what it does mean is that when mistakes happen, that make sure that love is there as a mortar to really put the broken pieces together when they happen and be okay with that. Because ultimately, that's what... Christ done for us. You know, he was the mortar for us. And it kind of makes me think of Silly Putty. Did you have Silly Putty as a kid? That was like one of my go-to. I glue as a kid. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. No wonder. Not glue, but paste. Yeah. I. Yep. That explains a lot. Yep. Explains a lot. No. Silly Putty came in the little red egg-shaped... Yeah, I know. Container, and you'd open it up and you'd press it against like newspapers and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it would pull the ink off. But I feel like love and our love specifically is like silly putty. Sure, silly, I'm putty, what? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, where you pull it apart, and if you pull silly putty apart and you just kind of set it down, what does it naturally do? It retracts, it comes back together again. And I think for. I can't even say for a certain amount of time, from day one. I think that's what has happened with us. You know, when life has gone crazy and even if we have felt like there have been moments where we've maybe pulled apart from each other or kind of walked away from God a little bit in moments, God has always used that love to bring us back together again and created a whole unit of us. And I agree with you wholeheartedly, but I think the motive wasn't because of stubbornness. I mean, maybe stubbornness got us through some storms, (laughs) but 
it was really the love that we have first to Christ and then to each other. Yeah. That really was the retracting force. For sure. It wasn't because, oh, I, it's easier to keep her, you know, kind of thing. You know what the saying is? I don't like even want to say it, but it's easier. To keep, <laughs> it's cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to keep her. But, you know, it, it, it's really because of the love. And yeah. just knowing that the grass is greener where you water it. And yeah. that's what I want to do, you know, and I and that's what you do with me too. And so not that we always get it right, not that we always are crossing our T's and dotting our I's, but at But the we're end trying. Of the day, yeah, but we're making an effort and we're not going to we're not going to shoot each other in the in the front lines. We know yeah. who our common enemy is. We have a, an enemy who wants to kill, steal and destroy from us and us and we just know who our common enemy is and we attack that and we And we work together moving forward. Yeah. You know, I feel like there are a lot of times that couples, when they go through really um, rough times, their first instinct is self-preservation. It's what do I want? What do I need? It's selfishness. (laughs) It's the root of sin. Yeah. You are driven to your flesh immediately. Yeah. And when times get hard and it's selfish, it's it's self-preservation. You said it right. Yeah, self-preservation yeah. completely. And with you and I, even though we've had those moments in life, we have learned to be brutally honest with each other. And that has been something that has really helped heal wounds that we've had from the past or... Mm you know, things that we grew up thinking or learning, behaviors that were learned behaviors, we've been able to overcome so much because we have turned to God together. Yeah. That has been what has held us together all these years. But I also want to give hope to those couples that maybe one's a believer and one's not either because the the believer in, in the relationship Turn to Christ. Yeah. He will fulfill you and he will satisfy you. And that's another thing that takes the pressure off with you and me is that, you know, as much as I love you, you're not my God. Right. You know, and I have one God and he is in heaven. And, and I am not him. No. And he <laughs> sent his son to die on the cross for me. And that's who I want to uh, try to please. And right. he teaches me in the love letter he writes called the Bible that I am to love my wife. And so I am obedient to that. You know, it, it all comes full circle. Love is always the more, the, 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 the glue, yeah. you know, and that's what I want. I want us to be in a satisfying, happy relationship. And yeah. the, the way I know how to do that is the only way I know how to do that is through Christ. Right. I agree. Well, great conversation. Thanks for sharing a few minutes with us today. I hope that you have a fantastic Valentine's Day and you and your lovebird or dodo bird. (laughs) Okay, I need clarification. (laughs) Who am I? Who am I? (laughs) No Uh, I told you I need to talk like Barry White to help people. No Barry White. Valentine's Day. Oh my goodness. All right. You see what I have to deal with? All right. Well, I hope you have a great day today. Happy Valentine's Day from the Chirpcast crew. And we will catch you next time. Have a good day.